0: entertaining and informative this is sit in friends in the morning 77 wabc i'm going to talk to famed defense attorney my dear friend author Idala, coming up momentarily But it seems uh, all the big news agencies this morning are talking about this hostage deal between Israel and Gaza is imminent, could be announced as early as today, a five-day ceasefire. You know, on a very anecdotal note, the more people I speak to in Israel, where I become a major star, a lot of those folks think a lot of these hostages are dead. Well, I have no idea whether they are or not, but... If they had 240 and killed 100, 140 is still a lot of bargaining power. That's why they kept taking as many hostages as they could. Anyway, with the latest on this story, Noam is out. Jim Flippin doing a great job
1: filling in. Jimmy, what do you got for me? Hey, said yeah. So basically, uh, we're actually hearing from various news outlets outlets that Hamas claims to be nearing the deal with Israel that could see these hostages freed. The White House has said talks are getting close to the end. You mentioned it It could be announced as soon as today as basically this official response from Hamas was delivered to officials in Qatar, which uh, has been mediating alongside Israel and the United States for the release of upwards of 200 hostages. Any potential deal expected to include the exchange of hostages for Palestinians held in Israeli prisons. So this will be kind of like a prison swap uh hostages for for prisoners and according to the washington post and people familiar with the negotiations uh those people being currently held in gaza that were taken hostage uh, through those terrorist attacks back on october 7th they could be released within several days and this is a six page deal that would require israel and hamas to freeze combat operations for at least 5 days yesterday the white house said that basically it's getting close but that there were still some details that needed to be ironed out
0: all right, good job, Jim. I'm interested to hear what Siggy Flicker has to say coming up at 8.45. Uh, so about uh, two weeks ago, Danielle and I got invited on the air by Alan Dershowitz, the great constitutional attorney Alan Dershowitz. And my next guest, my dear friend, Audie Idala, actually represented Alan in his uh, Jeffrey Epstein case. Anyway, we get invited to this uh, to this movie theater in the East Village, to watch this two-hour-long Alan Dershowitz documentary. You guys remember, I came in the next morning, and I was blown away just how good it was. This guy was involved in all three impeachments, Nixon, Clinton, and Trump, talking about major cases like O.J. Simpson, Mike Tyson, Jeffrey Epstein, even all the way back to a guy named Harry Reems, who was the male star in the movie with Linda Lovelace, the porn classic Deep Throat. It was an amazing two hours. And in that movie, more than once, was Audie Idala during those Jeffrey Epstein days. Audie, have you seen that documentary yet? And if you haven't, I have to tell you, and I'm not blowing smoke up Dershowitz's ass, a thousand times better than I ever could have imagined. What's up, my man? I was actually in Machu
2: Picchu, Peru, <laughs> when I know. the airing of that of that thing. My parents went. My mom and dad were there, and my love partner, Judge Cammons, was there. Uh, I haven't seen it, and there's another one coming out on. I think it's on Newsmax. It's like an hour and a half long documentary that I apparently I'm I, I'm featured in. Look, one of the greatest compliments. I'm going to sound like Sid Roseberg. One of the greatest compliments I've ever got in my life, and I, <laughs> this is this is the truth. The New York Times did a big two-page spread on me in the cover of the business section, and there's a picture of Dershowitz and myself. And Alan Dershowitz's quote is, Arthur Idala is the next me. Wow. Meaning I'm the next Alan Dershowitz. Oh, wow, that's and a Alan, big deal. Alan didn't like it because he said it made him sound like an egomaniac. But he's so far from an egomaniac. Anyone who knows him for five minutes uh, knows that he is – he is the most down to earth regular guy always there to help, but he 's got, got a golden brain, and he is so tenacious you know i I've, besides I've having represented him i've worked on I still work on cases side by side with him, and even when the judge says no and rules against us, allen doesn 't stop. He keeps arguing and arguing, and he may not turn the judge 's head all the way around, but he usually gets something back, and that 's that old school Jewish, Italian, because my old man's got the same thing as well. You never give up. You never accept defeat, and you just keep fighting and fighting. And last night, my wife's best friend, Lisa Weinstein, calls me, and she's like, I know you're close with Dershowitz. With Dershowitz. I want you to tell him. I mean, he spoke at my wedding, and Lisa was in our party, wedding party. She goes, I want you to tell him I will work for free. What he's doing for Israel, how he's become the spokesperson for this. I will do anything he wants. I'll be his secretary. I'll deliver papers for him. I'll read things for him. Everyone is talking about what an unbelievable job he has done over the last, uh, I guess, six weeks now.
0: No, he's done a very good job. I mean, one of the things that did disappoint me in the documentary was they had three or four people that uh, narrated quite a bit throughout the movie. And outside of Alan, the person that appears most in the movie is Ron Kuby, and I know uh, I know Allen. yes, yeah, so Alan, man right, so Alan loves his reel. this is why he has not done the best job i've done the best job because I can <laughs> promise you that I'd never put Ron Kuby in a documentary, especially when you consider that Ron Kuby took not six days, not six months, but six hours to put on his Facebook page, basically. Sympathizing with the Palestinian people and almost, almost saying Israel deserved what they got. That's a, that's a well, true you can, story. You can't blame Dershowitz for having Kuby in
2: there because I can tell you for a fact Dershowitz had very, very little to do with that, with that documentary. Um, but believe me. I... No, no.
0: Actually, <laughs> it's funny because we had dinner afterwards with uh, Alan and his wife, who's a lovely but. I would have thought for the most uh, most most of the night she hated me because she despises Donald Trump and I love him, but um, Alan even said at dinner, "I'm not going to talk to him anymore." And I wouldn't have put him in the movie if I would have known. But the the guy who made the movie, who was there at dinner, too, he's a sweet guy. John Curtin, he liked Kubi's role. But, listen, it is what it is. I do want to get to the poly prep scandal. Uh You went to poly. You were a little younger than me. Me and Takapino, of course, in the same grade. But this really horrendous story comes out about Jet, uh, of course, uh, legendary quarterback Joe Namath a couple of days ago that uh, Phil Foglietta, who was the football coach at Poly Prep. And we know he was kind of the high school version of what Jerry Sandusky did alongside Joe Paterno at Penn State. Sandusky was guilty of raping some of his players. And that is allegedly what Phil Faglietta did at Poly Prep. And according to the latest story, Joe Namath knew about this, knew what Faglietta was doing, turned a blind eye, and continued to have Faglietta work at his camp what do you know about this story and well, how embarrassing I mean, is it for poly prep it's look the embarrassment for poly prep which i is a school that
2: i love it and literally some of my closest friends are still from poly prep um it, it I, and God bless you for using the word allegedly, because you're like, now you sound like the lawyer.
0: Oh, no, my, you know how, many times, it, Danielle, you know how many times Danielle has texted me when I tell a story? She literally texts me and goes, say allegedly, say allegedly. She's right.
2: Yeah, no, but as, with Foglietta, with, with it's not allegedly anymore. Um, and it, it really, it never was. It's a hard thing to say, but it's, we kind of all knew. There was something going on. I mean, Coach, what you have to understand is he was one of the winningest coaches in in high school sports, and he was like a god walking around the campus, and everyone feared him, um, but he always had like two or three boys around him. Typically, they weren't football players. They were like the manager of the team or the statistician of the team. But somehow or another, even at 13, 14, 15, remember he had that cage in the back when he would sit in the locker room Like, I knew somehow or another, like, don't go back there alone. Now, I wasn't one of his targets. His targets was typically young boys who did not have dads. And I had a very prominent father. So I was – he wasn't really going to mess with me. But uh, it was kind of known. And through the years, now, with all of these lawsuits coming out, and Polly's had to play millions of dollars, um, it's come out that some some people, some coaches at the school knew that – and, and, and I'm not saying they walked in and they saw it, but they knew or should have known. And everyone knew that if you were really good and, he, and, and coach loved you, you get to go to Joe Namath's camp. And don't forget, this is only 10 years after he won the Super Bowl, not decades. And like, wow, to go to Joe Namath's camp with coach, it's the greatest thing you could do. And apparently when he was there, he was doing horrible things. And again, it's something where Joe Namath knew or should have known that, you know, why is this guy hanging out with a 12 year old boy and in this location at this time, and it's, you know, it's, it's heart wrenching because a couple of these guys have killed themselves. One guy who I know I represented became a drug addict because when you're 12, 13, 14 years old and a big prominent coach is touching you in your private place parts so many times that you've gotten calluses or, or, or sores on it. It's, it's absolutely horrific. So it's a, it's a horrible mark on the school that I loved so much. But it's a reality, and God willing, with modern technology and people being more aware of these things, something like this will never happen again anyway.
0: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit CarShield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at CarShield.com slash audio. That's CarShield.com slash audio. You know, you said a couple of times it's a horrible blemish for Polly, and it, and it has been for many, many years uh, so uh, nothing is new with Polly. the The story now becomes Joe Namath. I mean, you look at the history of great athletes in New York. Even now, five decades after the Jets beat the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl three, when you talk about the greatest New York sports legends, I don't care if you mention Derek Jeter. I don't care if you mention Mickey Mantle, Lawrence Taylor. It doesn't matter. Joe Namath always at the top of the list. If that turns, if this story turns out to be even a little true. Joe Namath's legacy is absolutely destroyed. I'm
2: respectfully disagreeing with you. Lawrence Taylor, Trump's uh, Joe Namath, any day of the week. The book just came out. The uh, 100, the book just came out. I bought it on Sunday. The greatest 100 in the uh, Listen, players, listen, listen, listen. And the greatest defensive player in listen, the book is the, Lawrence,
0: no, two Super Bowls. No one has more uh, respect for LT than me. It's not even close. Joe Namath won a Super Bowl with a team that was a 17 point underdog. And Joe Namath is the reason why you've got the modern day NFL because he was integral in the AFL NFL merger. So while Lawrence was maybe a better player, certainly was, and revolutionized the linebacker position, when you talk about the most important figures in the history of the league, it ain't LT, it's Joe Namath. So the question Uh, is, is his whole legacy destroyed after a story like this? The only reason why I might say no is because
2: it, it happened so long ago. So it's like when you and I complain about these women who come forward 30 years later and say somebody did something. You know, like, okay, kid, you're 62 now, this guy is who's complaining. You were 12 when this happened. Like, you know, where, where have you been for for 50 years, like literally 50 years? So that diminishes somewhat of the impact of all of this. And I don't think there's – I don't know if there's any evidence saying, like, you know, Joe Namath opened the door and there's Coach Foglietta naked with a kid. I think it's more of you should have surmised from all the circumstances around you what was going on, and you should have put it. An, let uh, me, you let me remind off.
0: you. Let me remind you that they took away coaching victories and a lot of the wins from Joe Paterno for just being there as well. In other words, they didn't have any of that proof on Paterno either when Jerry Sandusky was doing what he was doing. But they came to the realization: there's no way he couldn't have known, and they but did Jerry attack Sandusky his record. Jerry Stand- Sandusky stood trial. It was an international
2: trial. It was broadcast everywhere. I was having dinner with Juan Williams, and I just listened to my first martini, and Shep Smith calls me, where are you? I'm like, I'm having dinner. Are you sober? Yeah. You got to get on the air. They just reached a verdict in Sandusky, and I ran over to the Fox channel and took the verdict with Shep. That was such a hyped-up thing, yeah. and it was much more recent. You yeah, know, As he said, yeah. we're talking about something that happened 50 years ago. So right, right. I think Namath is going to – it's a blemish. It's a black spot, but Namath is going to survive. Before I let you go, because I loved your argument with uh, Judge Napolitano about the First Amendment, just remember what Justice Scalia told me. He hated – he hated the fact that he ruled that you can burn the American flag – But he voted on that case about whether you're allowed to burn the American flag as a First Amendment right. He voted with the most liberal people on the court ever, Thurgood Marshall and Bill Brennan, who he was quite fond of, Bill Brennan. And he said, as much as I hated it, I knew it was the right thing because we can't make rulings on cases just because we think the people who are saying it are morons or what they're saying is moronic. The best part of this, the foundation of this country is everyone has a right to be a moron if that's what they choose to be, as long as it's not causing direct harm to somebody. So we got to let people be assholes. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. No, you can my say that on my ass. show. It's okay. I know, my mom, but my mother doesn't like when you curse. Okay.
0: Uh, when when <laughs> so, I curse, yeah, so she doesn't like when you curse. She goes, "He uses such horrible language. He went to poly prep. Yeah. Why is he using such horrible language? That's why. Um,
2: but you know, the bottom line is, you're, you know, you're, you We have to let people be absolute idiots. Okay. Because that's the difference between our country and Turkey and China and okay. parts of Korea. Well, it's funny you say and that Scalia, because is on uh, agrees with this, and it killed him. His wife gave him such a hard time that he ruled that you could you could burn the American yeah, flag, yeah, and they burned it in front of the 1984 stupid. convention stupid. in Texas stupid. Uh, stupid. when when Reagan when Reagan was was doing uh, his second time getting um you know, sworn in not sworn in, but when he won the convention. Yeah. This guy in Texas burnt the flag. He was convicted. And Kuby's mentor, Bill Kunstler, argued it in the Supreme Court of the United States. And all the conservative guys, like Rehnquist, said, No, no, no. The flag is too powerful. Even Justice Stevens, who turned out to be a liberal, said no, you can't burn the American flag. It is too much of a symbol of this country. And the liberal guys and Scalia said nope. When if you, just because something is unpopular, we can't say no. that. Uh, you, you know, you can't do it. The government should not have
0: that power. Yeah, he's wrong. He's wrong. Uh, and that brings me to this story. Quickly, we have to run here. But my new favorite person in the House, New York Rep. Anthony D'Esposito, who's been on the show now for four consecutive weeks from today, or yesterday's New York Post, he wants the River to the Sea chant officially condemned as anti-Semitic and wants to put these people in jail. I love Anthony D'Esposito. It spits no, 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 in the no, no, face no, no, no. of what read, you just hold on. said. I read it. I read it. It doesn't say anything about putting people he told jail. me that personally. Uh, okay, but I read you sent me the article and I read it. It's, he said, it, I said I it to do me personally. Okay, but that's not what it says in, the, in this. I don't as care as what the article conference? says. He wants to put these no. bastards in jail. No, he wants them to be condemned for saying that. And then go, go to jail. On them.
2: Well, you can't put handcuffs on people for saying stuff
0: that you don't like. Well, you I'm can't. not sure about that. There's hate speech. What are you know? They're, they're asking for the extermination of Jews.
1: Not just stuff look, I don't
0: like. I mean, that's that's hate speech. They're calling for ask, murder. Look, look, we'll end this conversation where we began it. Ask Dershowitz.
2: You already asked Napolitano, who's brilliant, yeah. and he said that was correct. You ask Sershowitz whether they could go out there and scream. Yeah, this ask BS anybody.
0: No one's going to make up my mind. I don't give a crap what courtroom you've been in. I
2: don't <laughs> care if it's true or not true. As as I don't, I don't care. They love, right. love everybody. I'm
0: just they're a better people. American than the rest of you people. That's I, all. I, I, <laughs> right. and how about, stupid how about rules. The, how, how about the councilwoman, the Jewish councilwoman
2: who allegedly had a gun in her waistband at the parade and somehow or another, her great lawyer got the case dismissed last week. Was that Sorry
0: about that one? Was that Ina Vernacorvin? You? you got it. No, you're the best. I got to run. You really are the best. This was a great conversation. First of all, have a happy Thanksgiving. Tell your mom and dad I love them. We'll do it again next week. Artie, thank you so much.
2: Pretty good, brother. Thank you. Happy Arthur
0: Idala, the man that-